0: Hey, it's Allison Sullivan here again with another episode of Go Ask Allison. We have our headphones on today and I've got my hoop earrings out so we are ready to scrap. I'm here with Justin Himmelbaum again and again. Hi, Justin.
1: Hey, Allison.
0: How's it going today?
1: I mean, life's been worse.
0: Life's been worse. Can't, can't beat sitting down with you talking about real estate. So here we are again um, talking a little bit about real estate. Today we're going to do some myth buster fun stuff with real estate. We are going to talk about some real estate myths. Sound Ooh. good? Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. I've got the top six real estate myths. We're going to break them down for you. Ooh, okay. is the Loch
1: Ness Monster one of them?
0: No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> No, but I'd like to break that down someday. Another day. Okay. Okay. So the first one is realtors make 6%.
1: We make 10%. (laughs) Well,
0: it depends on how good of a realtor you are. But um, so one thing that I think the general public thinks is that realtors make too much money and they aren't really worth their weight. Um, So... First of all, um, a standard commission is 6% in our market. Some people charge five, some people charge four, um, but the standard is about six. Now, that six does not go to one realtor. Um, so, you want to explain how that gets all shaken out, or you want me just to, uh, me to just shut up? <laughs> so,
1: So, the way it works is there's 6% total commission, right? But half of that commission goes to a co-broker. So someone else who brings the deal, right? Because a lot, most buyers in this market are working with an agent. They have contacted an agent, they've set up a pre-approval or they have proof of, proof of funds. And then they are coming to your listing with that other realtor because both people really want representation, right? In Florida, we are allowed to be a transaction broker, which is amazing. It causes its own issues. But you know, if you have a great realtor like Allison or I, or some of the other ones in our market, you will be perfectly fine using one realtor because they will represent you as a human because we care.
0: But- so, so, yeah, so the 3%, like you said, goes to the person that brings the buyer, and then there's one 3% that goes to the person that got the listing. So there's two realtors involved, let's just say. Um, now, real estate is a job where you pay for, um, advertising and marketing, especially if you're on the listing side, you're going to promote the listing in magazines maybe, or with some print media or direct mail or whatever. You also have to pay for licensing and your taxes and all this other stuff. Um, I did, it's actually February and I recently did some tax profit and loss stuff for 2022. And I actually spent more than half of my income in costs, um, like marketing, advertising subscriptions or whatever I have. So my actual income, like, let's just say for fun numbers sake, I made a hundred thousand. I had over fifty thousand in expenses. So when, like, so let's just say I had three percent. Um, a portion of that goes to my broker. I, I realtors have to work under a broker, and they have a split. So let's just say I'm making up numbers here. So let's just say my split is sixty forty which probably isn't, but let's just say, (laughs) so then I get 60, my broker gets 40 or 70, 30 or 80, 20 or whatever you're on 90, 10, whatever. Um, so say I get 60, my broker gets 40. Then out of that 60, more than half of that goes to my expenses. I'm left with less than half of 60% of 3%. What are some
1: of your bigger expenses?
0: Um, So I pay a lot in marketing and advertising. Um, I'd say I do a huge direct mail marketing campaign, um, like thousands in the thousands. Um, I do a lot of magazine stuff. Um, I use a person to help me with some social media. I have an assistant. I pay a salary. I had
1: a girlfriend once that did a lot of magazine stuff.
0: (laughs) So what are some of your big expenses? She did a video too, but yeah, <laughs>
1: mostly magazine stuff. Um, some of my bigger expenses, I'm big in the print marketing as well. I like it when I get a listing. I, I'm sending that out to a bunch of people. You know, we take very high-end photography as you do as well. Videography on some of the nicer properties. Um, one of the things when I got into the business was I wanted to bring that like luxury marketing to kind of this mid-tier Level Right. Because we still make a pretty good commission on deals from, you know, 300 to 1.5 million, but they kind of get left in this gray area of, we're not going to, we're not going to put you in a magazine. We're not going to do a video of your property because it's not in fairness, 1100 square feet properties don't show as nice as 5,000 square feet properties that have been completely renovated. But what we realize is You know, they need love too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Dorky Jewish guys need love too. (laughs) So, yeah. So treating all listings fairly is what you're saying. You spend the same amount of cheese on everybody, whether you're a $4 million house or a $350,000 condo. Which
1: ends up being a large percentage on these lower properties or on these like lower income properties, because at the end of the day, the videographer still charges you the same amount for his time.
0: I want to say something, too, about I was saying some people do 6%, some people 4%, some people do 5 I think that there's something to be said about realtors who charge a full commission, 6%. Um, a realtor recently called me and I, I made a little note here um, that I wanted to bring this up. So I um, took a listing at 6%. I'm paying out 3% to the buyer's agent and it's priced really well. And I got an offer from this realtor and he was trying to like play me a little. Like, I'm like, it's priced well. Like, you can't come in low on this, you know? And he's like, yeah. He's like, you know, cause he was trying to play me, you know, trying to try me. I got my hoops out. You can't try me. But... <laughs> So he was trying to flame. She's me. got her boxing gloves also right below the desk, too. <laughs> so he said to me, Your listing is priced really well and I saw you were paying out three percent. So I noticed that you were unfuckwithable. So he knew that it was some box. Add that shit. to the
1: dictionary, please. Thank you. <laughs>
0: You can swear on here because it's my podcast. You could do whatever you want.
1: Well, Allison is actually just unfuckwithable. (laughs) I think that's one thing. (laughs) I'm not a big fan
0: of dropping swear words, but this was said to me and he actually used the word and I did add it to my dictionary because I do like that word. But it also goes to show that when you're priced right and you hire a realtor who's offering a full three out. Realtors aren't going to try to play you with lowball offers. He knew I I was business and this was something you should come in close to list or full price. Don't throw some junky offer at me. You need What's to What's another in your point? That's another You better another come really, correct. Yeah, you come this, correct. You come correct with this So it's offer.
1: it's important to hire an experienced agent, right? And shout out to everybody who hired me when I wasn't experienced. I'm sorry for you all do 5% commission because you trusted me when you shouldn't have,
0: Um but, That brings me to number four, yeah. what you just said. You just did a nice little segue mm-hmm. into, so all agents are created equal. That's another myth. I don't think all agents are created equal. And I wanna give a huge shout out to all the agents who aren't brand new to the business that are doing coaching and taking classes and taking their business to the next level. We were just talking about coaching um, before we jumped on this podcast. It's really important as an agent to constantly be sharpening your axe. And I just want to give a shout out to the agents who are doing the work and keeping themselves fresh and relevant and doing the hard work. Because not all agents are created equal.
1: That is for sure. You know, uh, listen, I have messed up a a good amount, right? I'll be honest with you guys. I'm, I'm out here to be open.
0: One of the best ways to learn is to fail.
1: It's to fail. The best. listen, yes. I'm sorry for everyone that I, that I was working with that I failed. You know, most of them don't even know I failed. Some of them do, and they probably hate me. But we're here now. And now I have that experience. And so all the rest of y'all, come on down. We're here for you.
0: I love it. Um, Yeah. Just because you have a real estate license does not mean that you are the same level as realtors who are doing the hard work. So where
1: do you you find that an experienced realtor provides the most value? Where do you?
0: Where do I find that? I mean, like on the listing side or on the buyer side. I mean, it in every single aspect of anything you do. I mean, do your, if you are a consumer and you are in the market, just because your cousin's best friend just got their license, don't be guilted into using them. It's not cousin's
1: best friend. It's cousin's best friend's dog sitter's uncle.
0: (laughs) Use a realtor that you can build a rapport with that's relatable to you that you trust and that is doing the good work you know hire somebody with some street cred you know um because that i think is worth its weight in gold east side east side I'm an East side girl. Yeah, that's that's our street cred. I'm East coast. Um, All right. So those were two of the myths. Now we're on to number three. Um, So number three, and I'm going to let you take this one. Realtors have a flexible schedule. So if you want to get into real estate, the number one reason people say, oh, I think I'm going to get my real estate license because you can make your own schedule. It's so flexible. No, <laughs> this is this is one of the
1: best ones of all time. Can I go back to something real quick? Yes. I always wanted to be East Side, like East Coast, right? Because I was here, like in Florida. But like that W thing with the hand is so cool. Like Wu Tang, like, are yeah, we yeah. talking? When you put the okay. middle finger and the ring finger over each other, and you make that W, that is just the gangsterest thing. I mean, it's second to blood. I mean, we- everyone do blood. And then, like we all know it, just you know do the it.
0: bloods and the crips thing. Yeah. Things? If you're okay. driving,
1: if you're driving, don't do the blood thing. But if you're not, do it real quick. Just remember how you felt in seventh grade. It's awesome. Bloods okay. and crips is
0: West Coast.
1: Yeah, yeah, I get that. But okay. I'm just saying the blood, oh, the general blood. Okay. Thing. Yeah, yeah. This guy gets. It. So. <laughs> go. But going back to your question, it was a great question. Flexible,
0: so staying flexy. Flexi. Yeah.
1: Yes. So. Like, do yoga if you're a realtor. No. So, flexible schedules, right? That is why everyone gets into real estate.
0: Make, and now, make some money and be flexible.
1: Now, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I have the most flexible schedule in the world. It took me forever a ton of assistance, a buyer's agent, a listing coordinator, a virtual assistant. It took me all of this to get here. Was I working... 70, 80 hours a week to get here. Yes. Am I still working 50, 60, 70 hours a week? Yes. Can I do it from anywhere? Yes. So that is what I've created in my real estate because that's what I wanted for my life. So you can create that flexibility, but if you think you're going to get in this business, and from day one, just be like, oh, my God. Yeah, I kind of do this on the side of anybody like at the dog park. I mean, I just want to like buy something. It's going to be great. I'm sorry your for that voice. Your podcast voice. voice yeah,
0: that podcast voice gets to go. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> what oh I think God. it's, I think it's super important. It's almost
0: as bad as my laugh.
1: No, your laugh is amazing. No, my laugh yeah. is not
0: at all. So it's I think. Bad.
1: The, the main point here is that you can have flexibility, but off the rip, you're going to have to jump full force into this. Part-time agents do not work. You can't possibly be studying the market, getting coaching, going through classes, you know, constantly following up, networking for more deals. You can't do all this as one person and think you're going to also work at you know Flanagan's at night that's not how this is gonna go
0: I just started singing in my head is it Stevie Wonder part-time lover well, I told you I've been listening to the 80s and 90s rocking it. um I agreed so real estate is the farthest from a flexible job that really making your own schedule takes a lot of creative strategic hiring of people to assist you and no it is not a flexible job Um. All right.
1: Also, I would like to share this. I mean, I don't care who hears it. I got into. I purposely farm a market that does not ask me to, you know, be at every showing. Right? They're okay with my assistant being at the showings. You know, if you're working in that, you know, four, five, six million dollar range, they they need you to be there. And I know, Allison, one of the things that you you give to your clients is you attend all showings. But you can't have 20 showings and attend all showings, right? So it's it's just which model you want to go with. There are a ton of models out there. But if at the beginning you think you're gonna start off flexible, you are you are nuts. But you can get there. You just have to choose the right avenue. And if you want to know the right avenue, hit me up on Instagram, we'll talk about
0: it. <laughs> Slide in the DMs. Um number four. For sale by owner. We call them FISBO in real estate. So do you think that selling a house yourself will save you money? That's Because you take away the Realtors Commission. There's no Realtors. It's for sale by owner. Now, that's a big myth that for sale by owners believe that by selling the house themselves, they will be saving money. And what do you think, Justin?
1: Yeah. Um, have you ever tried to sell your clothes online?
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Really? Poshmark. Poshmark. Yeah. There, there's ways to do it. Yeah. You don't get very much. You don't. You don't.
1: You know what the best way to do it is? Hire a professional. Is if Target had a place where you could bring your clothes and everyone that liked clothes would go there and they could see all the clothes that you had there. And then you were offering your property to everybody. Yeah. Let me tell you what exposure. Let me tell you what for sale by owner does. Everybody goes to target. Right. It limits your exposure. Limits your exposure. So you want to expose yourself to as many people as possible.
0: Is that what you want to do? That's kind of a funny thing to say. Yeah. You like that?
1: I I, I thought that one would go over well
0: with you, um. Um, I also think, too, um, I've been in this shoe before. Um, When I was looking to buy investment properties, I sometimes look at for sale by owners because I think to myself, they aren't paying a commission. So I'm going to offer them 6% less than market because I want to save the commission and I and I know they're negotiating themselves and they're not as good of a negotiator as me because they don't do it all day, every day.
1: 100%. I have a great story about that I'd like to share here. Can I share that,
0: Allison? Let's share away. All right.
1: So for sale by owner, right? I got a buyer. Beautiful, beautiful couple out of Baltimore. They're moving down here. They. Need, Those are your buyers. Baltimore yeah, these are my buyers. Okay. My buyers, Baltimore people, awesome people. Shout out to the okay.
0: Um
1: Awesome people. They needed a house and we looked high and low because they had a very specific budget, right? Well, we found them a property that was listed in a very special way, like a little bit over market value. And this was at a time when, you know, you still had to pay above appraised value. Well, I got, it's a first sale by owner. So I could talk to the, I could talk to the seller. Well, I talked to the seller and he had told me some valuable information (laughs) that he'd already bought a property in the Florida Keys and he needed to sell this one in order to close on that one. So he was motivated AF. And it was his dream property. But because he didn't have some, an intermediary between him and me.
0: You took that information and used it. Yeah. So,
1: so the appraisal comes back low. Came, we were under contract at 410 appraisal. We knew it wouldn't appraise. Comes back at 370. Oof. sorry, bud, but you're closing at 370. Normally we'd meet somewhere in the
0: middle. Right. He didn't have anybody representing him. We don't need to meet in the middle. So did he save any money there? He probably lost money by not hiring a professional.
1: Oh, he lost a ton of money.
0: Yeah. He was motivated AF. He told that to you. So he kind of, what is that saying? He dropped his pants. Is that kind of like what we would say? It's fine. I would have looked away. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just kidding. I would have totally stared right at He was right fully it. exposed. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So. Um, There's a lot of
1: exposure going on here. So
0: you do lose money usually by selling a home yourself, even though it would seem that you would save money in the whole grand scheme of things. It's oftentimes a loss. Okay.
1: One more story, please, please. I really like this
0: one. Okay. I'll go fast. Give me one more. Perfect. Um, as fast as you friend, can wrap it. Friend. Okay. Knows me.
1: <laughs> really wanted to sell their house with me, but decided they would put it on themselves. I told them what it was worth. Instead they put it on for 200,000 more than that. And today it currently sits on the market below the price I told them oh. because now it's sitting there dead because instead of listening to the professional, right. they went, "No, no, we can do it ourselves. We got this." Earth to people, guy who sells, <laughs> guy who sells 100 homes a year knows more than person who sells none homes a year. Okay.
0: Okay, now I got Mork and Mindy. Yeah, I'm older than you, but you just sounded like Mork. That was Robin Williams, RIP. (sighs) We'll pour out a little liquor. We're homie. Um, All right. What are we on? I think we're on number five. Um, What about this? So you just kind of nailed the coffin in on this one. So um, renovate. I'm going to take this one. So Mm. renovate and you will get more money. So oftentimes people think, oh, the kitchen's a little dated. I'm going to put in a new kitchen because then I'm going to be able to sell my house for more. So like what you just said about your friends that overpriced, they missed the good market and now their house is worth even less than what you told them it was. So oftentimes, there's costs associated with waiting. Um, We're in a market where there's definitely costs associated with waiting because we just went through a big market shift where prices have declined and softened a little bit and buyers are getting the ability to negotiate a little bit more. So if you had a house back in June, maybe, or May, and you thought, geez, if I put a new kitchen in here, I'm going to sell it for even more, you probably lost money. So sometimes doing renovations doesn't always bring more money, especially when there could be a cost associated with waiting. There's so many like tangibles, like a war in Ukraine with Russia can affect the real estate market, like a global pandemic. Like all these things could just come out of nowhere and throw a big wrench in the current real estate market. So sometimes the best time to sell is now. Um, That's going to bring us to our last one. Um, oh, I like this one. Uh buying or selling real estate is like riding a bike. Um I often get this um this is like something that kind of makes me laugh a little bit when say you're working with someone and they say, "Oh yeah, I used to sell real estate back in the early 90s." It's not like riding a bike. And some No, it is. Like, it's like
1: riding a bike through uh, a tornado
0: <laughs> in a
1: tsunami with like goggles on that you can't see through, only like four feet in front of you. So it's kind of like riding that bicycle. It's just not like riding your everyday bicycle on a nice sunny day.
0: It's exactly like that. Um, my ex-husband once, um we lived in South Florida during Hurricane Wilma, and the eye came right over. Delray beach. And we went out and the eye is very calm. It's kind of eerie. So we were out We had no power. We walked up to the beach to check it out. See what the beach, I lived east of the bridge and we actually brought bikes. And I was like, I'm going back. I think the back end of the. I'm going back home. I'm going back home. He's like, Oh, I'm going to stay here for a minute. I'm like, okay. So I went out the back end of the eye. I see him coming down the street, holding the bike over his head. The wind was whipping so hard. That's like the bike that you this were the, is, bike yeah, that's the bike ride. <laughs> yeah. So it's like,
1: and what are you going to, you know what I mean? This is a bike ride, right? It's like a bike ride again. Well, let's keep it a bike ride. So it's like a bike ride where if you fall off this bike, it's going to cost you $70,000. Yeah. You know, so, most bike rides that I fall off of, they cost me like a band-aid or two, which are like 30 cents.
0: Yeah. So the moral of the story here is if you sold real estate once or if you bought or sold real estate once chances that buying or selling real estate now is anything like that other experience that you had is pretty slim so do your homework hire a realtor that you know like and trust that is reputable and that is top of their game and you will have like justin or myself um we're going to wrap up with that six real estate myths that we just busted for you um Like, subscribe, follow, go ask Allison. Have a wonderful day today. Thank you again, Justin, for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Have a wonderful day, y'all. Bye.